Let's go. Let's go. This is the funnest time of football card buying. I know it's supposed to be, you know, right before the season, but that's when you're supposed to sell, right? Before the draft, that's when you're supposed to sell. But right now is a good time to buy and sell. Uh, because Andy, you know, starting off here, we always give buying advice, but sometimes we ourselves don't take it. Now, I see you are wearing your Tom Brady NFL draft shirt here. We're going to talk about Sir Thomas Brady and his return, uh, which was by far the biggest NFL story of the year. We'll get into what we think Brady cards are going to do. But Andy, we feel as if to start today's episode off uh the most important thing is release dates and the importance of understanding the values of different products and right off the top here andy we want to talk about two in particular mosaic and contenders because both of those are out right now so andy when i say mosaic give us your analysis of what mosaic products in their first year did from last year and tell us what you're seeing now in 2021. Yeah, Mosaic was a major release in 2020, and uh, they printed a lot of cards. So if you look at the actual numbers behind it, they had 71 total cards in the set, and three of those were major base cards. They had a base card, they had a base photo variation card, and they had a base NFL debut card. They don't even call that a... um, an insert. It's it's considered a major release base card, just a variation. Because this went to retail, uh, they printed quite a bit of it. Right. It, it was readily available. So when you look at uh, Justin Jefferson, for example, who is the number one dynasty ranked wide receiver right now in, in consensus? Um, he had 63 different parallels, five inserts, and those three major release base cards. And so this, these are cards that today for Justin Jefferson, that NFL debut, that major release base card, you is literally going for a dollar or less raw all day, every day. Even the, the major release base card, not the NFL debut, is going for around $30 in a PSA 10 slab. So, I mean, we're just talking very cheap for, for a guy that has a 250 to $300 base rookie ticket auto. Yeah, so the the first thing is mosaic base cards are practically worth nothing because they print it so much. So you would need to factor in that if you were trying to buy a Mac Jones mosaic base card or Jamar Chase mosaic base card. Now, once again, we're just talking about base cards. And Andy, as far as mosaic is concerned, there's all these different parallels with mosaic. There's you know, what has kind of become the card and mosaic, the Genesis mosaic. Um, The one thing I'll say, though, just reading reviews of people that went to the shelves and bought mosaic retail, this is where, you know, your price analysis becomes a little more complicated. So if you're new to the hobby, take what I'm about to say as someone who has been on both sides of it uh, with, with a lot of seriousness, right? Because, You do have to start thinking if you go to the shelves and you buy a Mosaic Blaster, Andy, right now they are $40 minimum. And if you're a Canadian listener, uh, it's over $50. Now, what I'll say is, according to just everyone, there have been more Mosaic hits 
in retail products. Once again, that's a little anecdotal, but you have seen more hits in mosaic hangers, mosaic cellos, mosaic blasters, which is obviously a really good thing because you're getting more bang for your buck. But remember, prices are prices. That $40 could have gone towards another single that's out there. So there's two sides of Mosaic, Andy. The first is the danger or the gamble, if you will, of buying sealed product of Mosaic. And the second thing is understanding right now with these 2021 rookies uh, out there, there are still so many other products to be released. Very true. A lot of other products to be released. Uh, we've got Prism coming up, and this is what's so different because 2020 Mosaic was a major release around the same time as Donruss of 2020, which was released right at the beginning of the season in September. And this year, Mosaic doesn't come out till January. Um, so, I mean, just major difference. I could see them increasing the hit rate. We look at 2020 Optic when it came out in January of 2021. It had an elevated hit rate. People were pulling optic hollows out of hangers and blaster boxes at a much higher rate than they were uh, from Prism or even Mosaic from back in September earlier that year. So it may be having something to do with the timing, but we look at, you know, the hobby continues to grow. I've also compared the numbers to uh, Jamar Chase in 2021 Mosaic, and they added an additional five parallels. So they're up to 68 parallels now. They kept the... Um, the NFL debut base major release card, but they got rid of the photo variation. So now you just have the base mosaic uh, and then you have the NFL debut, but you right. still have 68 parallels. You also have now uh, there was only five inserts for 2020 uh, mosaic for Justin Jefferson for Jamar Chase in 2021. You have 24 inserts. Goodness. So they added 19 different inserts and uh, that that's a, that's a big increase, Carter, and Jeez. not all of those are serial number cards. Actually, quite a few of these parallels and inserts from 2021 Mosaic and 2020 are just considered short print or SP. Right. So what basically Andy is saying here is let's say you actually go and buy that Mosaic hanger, blaster, or whatever, and you hit a Jamar Chase card. It's probably not worth what you think it is unless it's numbered or unless you magically hit an auto. Um, it's it just not. Now, I've seen some Mac Jones cards go for ridiculous prices in the Mosaic product. Once again, as we saw with the rated rookie product, that's probably a little overinflated as well. So keep that in mind if you're actually going for that product because Mosaic to me is just not high enough on the totem pole. Now, there are some people with some really nice mosaic cards. Let's say Jamar Chase, uh, one of my buddies, Mint, got the Jamar Chase serial numbered one card of the white uh, prism variation of the mosaic. That's a really valuable card because it's numbered, it's serial numbered, the card looks really nice. But outside of that, Andy, I'm, I'm just not on a, as on fire as me and yours favorite card overall which is the rookie ticket auto and andy this is where it gets fun baby the rookie ticket autos are already out now people are hitting them and they're going for some pretty nice prices yeah shout out to sports card nonsense on the on this tweet here uh they posted up the relative prices of some of the the hottest wide receivers of our 2021 draft class and their their rookie ticket auto prices so you can see uh the jalen waddle 
at about $305. The Jamar Chase, I love how he writes that little number one there above right. his name, Carter. They get a little added uh, character there in his signature. Um, out of 49, 1200, but even, even the base cards, his are going to be the highest, obviously. And you got guys like Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, those are relatively cheaper. You also notice that's a sticker auto. So there, there were there were rookie ticket autos already released uh, as an insert of an earlier set. I believe it was a playoff, if if I'm not mistaken. But don't quote me on that. It was, but it, there was a rookie ticket autos that were released as inserts in an earlier set, kind of like they do the optic previews. And right. they were sticker autos. They applied the player sticker. Now the the new rookie ticket autos do have a lot of variations that are on card autograph. They put this little area in the signature field of the card that almost makes it look very similar to the stickers so it's hard to distinguish which ones are sticker auto which ones are on card auto uh so i'm curious to get, get your feelings on that yeah so you know i'm a ricky ticket auto stickler and one of my favorite things they did and andy if you can if you are watching on youtube i'll just share uh just this put in mac jones sold items for rookie ticket autos and i'll just go on a little rant here i am in love with the rookie ticket auto design i love it i don't dislike it i freaking love it in fact it could be one of my favorites but something that I really like what they did with this product is they also did a rookie ticket auto design of Drew Brees' year's rookie ticket auto. As you can see right there at the top, that is the same design of the Drew Brees, Michael Vick rookie ticket autos. And that is simply incredible. And, you know, that went for $4,000. If you're not watching on the screen, eight out of 10 numbered rookie ticket auto and i honestly think the rookie ticket autos andy are just you know your your best bang for your buck if you are in pure fomo right now now what i have spent four thousand dollars on mac jones's rookie ticket auto heavens no because i don't think he's that good but if jamar chases comes out and i can find it for a good price i'm definitely going after it baby let's go <laughs> absolutely carter because it's not in my opinion, it's still somewhat of an undervalued set. Yeah, I know that these uh, cracked ice rookie ticket autos and some of these like championship tickets. This this is a wonderful card right here. This 2001 uh, throwback design. I love that design, Carter. I'm not gonna lie. I really like that design as well. And 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 they're very rare. And I feel that they should be valued as much as a national treasures or a flawless or an immaculate. Uh, card of the same scarcity but they're not they're, they're they go for under that and that's why i think there's so much right. um their potential value in the rookie ticket autos because it's that one card that transcends all these different generations going back to 1998 like we talked about and they throw in these little these championship ticket retro sets and i think this is what they're doing because last year in 2020 you saw that they had the uh the playoff championship ticket insert from 2000 in, in contenders rookie ticket autos and this year they've got the 2001 rookie ticket auto design wow. as an insert in in the 2021 rookie ticket auto. so and maybe next year we get the 2002 which i think yeah. is really cool to kind of you know give us the the then and now and in, in the set and it's, it's just it's a great product with uh, a lot of a lot of value so this is why i like it so much right because me and andy will we'll just say it out loud we're both card nerds like this is all we think about right so think about the collector all right 
Think about the people that have been collecting for a long period of time. This is one very important hobby lesson that I learned pretty early because I am a son of a collector as well. Collectors are what fuel the hobby, not flippers, not investors, diehard collectors, right? Because they're the ones, if you have a rare enough card of an iconic set, they're the ones that's going to buy a Mac Jones rookie ticket auto numbered eight out of 10 because they know what the rookie ticket auto actually means, right? Maybe they don't care as much about Immaculate. Maybe they don't care as much about Flawless and, you know, some of the nicer cards and some of the nicer designs. I'm not going to lie, Andy. I have bought more Flawless product. I've grown on Flawless and Immaculate and a lot of other different, you know, newer sets, higher end sets. It has grown on me just a little bit. But there's something about that rookie ticket auto that makes it really, really special. So, you know, as far as me buying a 2021 rookie early in the process, if there was a set that I would do it with, it would be, you know, the rookie ticket auto. And this is where it's very important, right? Because over the next couple of weeks, you're going to see a bunch of really new and cool designs coming out. Clearly, Donruss is still coming out. And then, of course, the the, the two big ones, Select and the biggest of them all, prism they're coming out around draft time in mid to late april just depending on when they actually get it done because they've been pushing it back so much so that's why you know we wanted to start today's episode we know we've talked about it in the past the fear of missing out and just wanting to go buy some mosaic stuff right now be very careful with your money and never forget that money that you could spin on a blaster or whatever can always go towards a single if you really wanted to jamar chase card so much just go buy the single instead of buying a bunch of boxes and maybe ripping all of it and you not getting any of that product <laughs> hey that's a great point because you could blow through a case of cards and not get you know, the one player that you really wanted to get and the card you want to get, and you could have just bought the single, and it's, it's a better investment, right? And and another point to make, Carter, all these cards right now are raw. I'm, I'm sure some people are going to be super expressing some of those Mac Jones and stuff like that, but, man, people just – people just they, they go crazy for the newest, hottest thing, and, and it's such a limited supply right now. Like, I've looked up uh, Justin Fields. And it seems that a lot of those are still redemptions. We don't. I'm not seeing the same supply available that we've seen for Mac Jones or, or even Jamar Chase. And I'm looking at Zach Wilson's, and those are going for half of the Mac Jones. It's just, it's just wild to see the uh, the demand generated for a guy that's on the largest market size team in NFL. Um, and uh, man, I don't know your feelings. I mean, we talked about him a lot. We don't have to really really dwell on i just think that those are overvalued right now yeah compared to what they will be in october november i mean historically i think that from what we saw in 2020 and 2021 this october november mid-season lull is becoming a better and better better period to actually buy football cards we're seeing you know prices we haven't really dove into much of of the recent news and one of those reasons because there's so many players changing teams and signing right. randy gregory's doing a u-turn changing deals in like a uh, 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 matter uh. of 30 minutes you know it's like you know we don't want to we don't want to state anything news that's like not set in stone yet right. and 
and and it, we're seeing prices go up across the board for a lot of players based on the the news like you know Christian Kirk to Jacksonville Jaguars Jags Jags are just throwing money out like spending tons of money he becomes the third highest wide paid wide receiver in the league I've gotten some really nice offers on some of my really nice Christian Kirk cards that I stocked up on last year that I'm like I'll probably hold these because I think they're going to keep going up over the course of the next month or two here into the draft. And it's like, man, this, this time period right now for the NFL is not off season. Like people think it is to, to buy in low. This is really a nice hype cycle we're in right now. And I think the, the, the in season lull in, in October, November, when people don't, you know, exceed those expectations to MVP caliber level, and they're not on playoff contention teams. That's when it's like, that's when the perfect time is to uh, buy in, especially you look at 2021 rookies, the limited availability by October, November, we've got all their product out. Most of it's being broken. It's all circulated uh, into the secondary marketplace. You've got a much better idea of who's got excess supply, which card prices are low, and you've got uh, some nice historical sales data to, to make some good decisions on. Yeah. So let's get into uh, the big story. Right, and we'll, we'll talk about a few other players as well. Andy, put us back full screen if you can, because I want everyone to once again see your lovely shirt. None other than the great Tom Brady from that iconic NFL draft photo. Look at that, huh? 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 You and you and Tom have about the same body physique in that photo. I love it. <laughs> That's uh, a dad bod. That, uh, that's it. And, you know, that guy is going into year 23 from a hobby perspective. Uh, what do you think is going to happen with uh, Tom Brady cards? Do you think there's going to be a major change I, or does it stay mostly the same? Oh, yeah, there's been a there's been a major change, Carter. I mean, we're talking thousands. We're talking when when Joe Burrow, you know, threw five touchdowns against the Ravens and, you know, all of a sudden make, made his big push there at the end of the season. We're seeing that kind of movement right now on Tom Brady. Um, and it's not as his rookie cards. I mean, the first couple screens you're going to see is all modern 2021, 2020 Tom Brady cards of him in his Buccaneers uniform, uh, all kinds of different sets. Uh, people are paying the same for his veteran cards for a lot of people's uh, rookie cards. Um, and it, it just goes to show you how much he is, is recognized within the sport, within the hobby. And uh, it's, it's pretty wild, man. We're seeing a ton of sales volume right now. Price is going up and, and especially obviously on his rookie cards, those are, are all thousands and thousands of dollars. Okay. So this is what I'm going to say about Tom Brady buying. Okay. I'm seeing, you know, just so many ridiculous prices for Tom Brady, right? You can go look, you know, in every prism set and you just go look at the raw cards or even just the graded cards. You'll see that Brady is like top 10 of every prism set, more so than a lot of really good rookies. If you really took the time and did the research and Andy, you've done it, you've seen how much Tom Brady, just a random 2012 card in his Patriots uniform could go for hundreds of dollars. There is so much Brady madness. And part of it, especially now, is you're getting it from two angles. You're buying a GOAT card, yet you're also buying and selling a card with a player coming back into the league. So Tom Brady has a rare situation 
where he's getting two different kinds of hype cycles, right? Where people are wanting to buy a GOAT card for like a super long-term hold, and now people are buying because he's once again in the news cycle. So, Andy, I, this is what I always say about Tom Brady cards and prices. He is such a different unicorn of a player, along not only with his legacy, uh, not only with his status, not just in football, but just in sports, but also as far as the GOATs are concerned, he's a lot like, you know, just to talk about a different sport, Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo, which ironically Brady made the announcement that he was coming back the same day he saw Ronaldo score a hat trick in, in Manchester. I know you saw that, Andy. Uh Messi and Ronaldo are goats, but they're still playing right now. LeBron is still playing right now, and Brady, exactly the same thing. So you're getting two different kinds of, of, of hype cycles, if you will, and that can do so many different things for so many different cards. It really can. I, I saw it, man, Cristiano Ronaldo. So you finished Brady, and he was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, that hat trick that he saw from him and the conversation he had with him after that game. I'm, I know it was a combination of things and the guy's just a natural competitor, but I'm sure that had to have some effect on Tom Brady with him being 37. But I mean, you're right, man. I'm, I'm looking at the, some of the stuff that sells for Tom Brady for $60, you know, just like gimmick cards, like, you know, Panini instant cards with his, Face printed on a Buccaneers flag selling for $60. Like, are you kidding me? I mean, this is something that you would find in like Walmart on a, you know, uh, a, a collectible stand, like a, a greeting card or something. You know, it's right. not even printed by Panini. And uh, somebody will throw it in a nice holder here from a, you know, kind of unknown grading company. And I mean, selling these for $60. Um, you could see how many the guys got 134 of them for sale and he's selling them. And so it's just wild what people are willing to to pay for someone as transcendent and legendary as Tom Brady. And, um, you know, hey, the hype cycle is starting over for him, but we're, we're seeing similar effects. Um, one guy I really want to talk about and get your opinion on is Mitchell Trubisky Carter. Right. And, um, I want to get your opinion on this because he signs a two-year deal with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, it's not guaranteed that he's going to be their starter. In fact, you and I are talking before the show. They may very well still draft a quarterback in the upcoming draft. However, being part of that 2017 product with those base uh, rookie cards are silver. I've seen his base prism rookie cards go from where I was buying them at $10 just a couple months ago to now $50, $60 selling. And, and his cards are very liquid. The rookie ticket autos were at 100 Now they're at three, four hundred. And, and he's not even a guaranteed starter. We've just seen this a massive hype cycle with people assuming that he's going to get the start. And Pittsburgh Steelers have arguably the biggest fan base, one of the biggest fan bases in the NFL. What people are doing for Jordan Love cards is what they should have been doing for Mitchell Trubisky, right? Which is backup quarterback guessing, right? We don't even know Jordan Love is ever going to get a chance to start. We knew at some point someone was going to take another chance on Mitchell Trubisky, right? Being Josh Allen's backup having such a great reputation in the league. Like when Trubisky played, you never heard anything bad about the locker room. You never heard anything about bad about his work ethic because he actually did work really hard to try and make this work. He actually did 
kill those interviews, right? When the Bears did their due diligence and traded up, that's why they did it, a lot of the intangible stuff. So Trubisky goes to a really good team in the Steelers, which, you know, when you think intangibles and you think long-term greatness, you think Steelers, right? And now, you know, this was a pretty clear hype cycle that we missed, Andy. You and I were both looking at Mitchell Trubisky rookie ticket autos at $100 raw this offseason, and me or you, we didn't pull the trigger because we're both, you know, wimps, and we don't take our own advice, and we're both had a little sobbing session beforehand, but we're not going to cry about it now. Uh, that was a clear yeah. opportunity to do it because, you know, Mitchell Trubisky cards are going for about what Jordan Love cards were with far less print run. In fact, Jordan Love cards are even going for more. So, you know, that was a clear miss on, on both of our parts, and now people are cashing in. And this is what's really fascinating, okay? What I would do right now is pull out all those Trubisky cards that you have where he's photographed like you just saw saw just a minute ago with Deshaun Watson and uh, the photos of him mm. with uh, Patrick Mahomes. There's a lot of cards like that. Sell those right you know what now <laughs> uh, because now will probably be the only time those cards are valuable and if you do have some Mitchell Trubisky cards just lying around now it's the time to sell it put that thing on a 99 cent auction at night and you know everybody's buying Trubisky right now yeah and make no doubt about it he is on a prove it deal much of his contract if you look at it is laden with incentives so there is going to be a quarterback competition between him, Mason Rudolph, uh, Dwayne Haskins, where they draft the guys. So, I mean, there's no guarantee that he gets the start this year. And right now we're seeing a nice hype spike. Um, I wish I, I wish I would have bought a rookie ticket. I did get a couple. I did grab a, a nice little prism I got for 10 bucks. I also got a couple of his base select cards and I got a, a probably like 10 or 15 of his base Donner's rated rookie cards. So, um, you know, just just a little bit of uh, investment there. I expect to make a little profit off of. Look at you, man. Look at you cashing in, baby. That's why you have to join the football card discord football uh, patreon.com slash football cards. Once again, it's well worth uh, the six dollars a month where you can talk to Andy or me personally. Uh, we'll give you your best advice. Once again, we're sometimes right and sometimes we're wrong about some stuff once again i lost money on buying dwayne haskins cards i've not yet to be able to to cash in when i i was buying them for dirt cheap but still you know we we get some things right we get some things wrong one thing i did get right andy was jerry judy i have been able to sell a, a good bit of my jerry judy cards and um and I, I'm very lucky, right? Uh, you and I talked about him for a long period of time. Him and Cortland Sutton, it's a good time to sell their cards right now. And I also think an underrated 2021 buy right now would be uh, Javante Williams for the Broncos. I think he's going to do massive things now with Russell Wilson as his quarterback. And I, when you think 2021 rookies, Javante Williams is probably – ninth or 10th on the list with those five rookie quarterbacks along with Davis Mills, along with Jamar Chase and Amon Rossi Brown. And even, you know, uh, 2022 uh, uh, Najee Harris, right? He's not even the first running back, Javante Williams. I think he is going to be like fantasy RB number five. Uh, I think that Russell Wilson move does that for him. So I'm really excited about that young man's future in that offense. So, 
you know, that that's the thing. You know, it is so important. Only on a football card podcast, Andy, will you ever hear someone go from Tom Brady to Mitchell Trubisky, right? That's <laughs> the crazy thing about this hobby is that, you know, sometimes it's not paying the hundreds of dollars for a Tom Brady card where if you're looking just to make a quick flip, you have to zig when everyone else zags. So it's obviously very important to do that. Andy, I, I want to throw one idea before we get into hobby tip of the week. I do want to get your opinion on buying other veteran quarterbacks that are now retired uh, because I see some really good buying opportunities to go get um, some some decent legendary quarterbacks. Ooh, are, are we um, are we going to be talking about the uh, the Manning and Manning cast? Manning I, I, and Manning I, brothers? Yeah, the, the Manning brothers. I'm also starting to see some really cool Drew Brees cards that you can get for good prices. Now, once again, Drew Brees rookie ticket autos, that's going to cost you a pretty penny, right? Uh, but there's still a lot of really good Drew Brees buying opportunities as well. So that's something else, you know, as far as buying, you know, the, the legendary quarterbacks. I do see a period, Andy, if the football card hobby continues to mature in the way that it is now. I do think we get to the point where we will see certain spikes during different periods for certain legendary players. Now, am I right or am I wrong about that? Uh, absolutely. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think those uh, players just kind of slowly go up over time. But of course, uh, uh, relevant, it's very event driven. Uh, right. Those will go up. And I think one important thing to understand is shout out to Michael Ham Sports Cards. Uh, for this little tip that he shared with us about the the jersey patch cards, because the jersey patch cards as we know them today and in, in 2010 and up, almost 99 to 100, almost all of them are not from a specific game. They're all just player worn from a rookie event or a, a signing event where they had a bunch of jerseys. Maybe they just touched it on a table and they said, you know, player worn, or maybe they did like uh, they had Mark Ingram do at his rookie signing event from tops and they put them on like 40 practice saints jerseys at one time. And there's a picture of them out there like that. And it was just stacked with jerseys so they could say it was player worn. But when you go back to the early two thousands, when they really tried to correct and fix the hobby, uh, the overprinting issues from the nineties and everything else, they, they were doing a lot of game worn jerseys. So if you look at second year cards of these guys, like Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, the second-year cards containing patches of game-worn jerseys are from their rookie year. So shout-out to Michael Ham for that tip. But second-year jersey patch cards, game-worn jersey patch cards of these Hall of Famers are from their rookie year. And you know I'm a nerd about this, right? We talked about this two episodes ago, right? If you want true scarcity, you can always get a player to autograph a card. You, you can always go up to someone and get it, get an autograph, right? If you if you pay attention closely to their event schedules, or if you go to a Super Bowl and you know stalk them, which I don't recommend you do. There are people that do that, and it's pretty nasty. Uh, but you know, it's it's it, it's just one of those things. Now, this is very key, and I want I want everyone to you know pay attention to this, right? There's only so many game worn jerseys out there. And they're already all in cards or, especially now, a lot of players give each other their game-worn uniforms. So it really is scarce, 
right? That's why I'm a big game-worn uniform guy. That's why, you know, I'm not going to show it again, but I have a Drew Brees game-worn uniform card from the first year with the Saints and, you know, some uh, Chargers uniform, and it's got six-color patch on it. I love it. Freaking love the card. Got it for 50 bucks. It's uh, it scares, and that's something that I really love about those patch cards. And, Andy, as you know, I got, you know, a first-year Breeze uh, player-worn uniform card for $6 total. It was a dollar, but with all the shipping and stuff, it was $6, which is a steal to me. My favorite player, a jersey that was on his body during his rookie year, $6, you can't can't beat it right there. So, you know, once again, that's what I freaking love. Now, it's now time for Hobby Tip of the Week. Andy, do you have anything on the top of your skull right now for Hobby Tip of the Week? Well, I think that was kind of my my hobby tip. I guess I parlayed the the, the Hall of Famer, but it was just the the those jersey patches in the second year cards of you know Hall of Fame. It's it's really mainly applicable to like the mid and early two thousands um, when we see that those game worn jerseys a lot. My hobby tip, my hobby tip of the week is paying attention to the news cycle and trying to predict the news cycle. So, you know, right now I'm still waiting on where my dear beloved Tyron Matthews is going to sign. I don't know if I'll ever sell any of my stuff uh, of him because, you know, he's my super PC, right? But for other players who have good cards, I always look for that next hype cycle. So, for instance, this is a very good example of this, right? DJ Chark, okay? DJ Chark is someone that you know is probably going to go to a contender because the Jaguars have already made moves to go get other wide receivers. We don't know where DJ Chark is going to sign, but imagine if he goes to the Chiefs, his cards are going to skyrocket, especially with a lot of his raw athleticism scores, especially with him already having a Pro Bowl. And Andy, this news just broke on the uh, uh, during our recording here. The Buccaneers have signed a free agent wide receiver. That it just oh. okay. Do you want you? I'm going to give you the opportunity to guess who it is, right? Who, who am I going to be buying into? Okay, so he is a so, former. He's a former LSU Tiger. Oh, I know it. I know it. Well, I got to. I got to admit, I saw the notification on my phone, so I'm trying to pretend like I don't know who it is. But I saw that it was Russell Gage, man, from the Atlanta Falcons. Going to the Buccaneers, right? And Tom Brady loves him some LSU Tigers, right? Yeah, Devin White, yeah, Leonard Fournette. He threw touchdowns to an LSU wide receiver who never played football at LSU. He just ran track, Cyril Grayson. And now he gets Russell Russell Gage, who played during the Fournette era uh, at, at LSU. So very interesting signing right there. I'm a big Russell Gage fan. You know, I have some of his cards here. Probably won't sell them because, you know, I, I keep a big LSU PC. Uh, but still, it's uh, it, it, that's something, you know, my hobby tip of the week is keep it up with the news cycle and understanding right now, this is with the free agency, this is good opportunities to sell on that hype cycle, right? I probably should sell some of my Russell Gage rookies, right? He's not like in my top 10 list of my favorite LSU Tigers of all time. But, you know, once again, it's it's one of those things. And now that his name is attached to Tom Brady, Andy, his cards are going to go through the freaking roof. Yeah, I think this is a 
net positive for Russell Gage, who actually ranked pretty good in some advanced PFF statistics last year. Uh, Russell Gage, pretty solid. Also, six foot 186, you know, ran a 4.5 on his pro day. I think he's, I mean, maybe maybe not as quick or shift as shifty, but I kind of envision him functioning as like this kind of Antonio Brown in our offense. You know, obviously you've got Mike Evans on the outside, deep ball, wins in uh, one-on-one coverage. You've got Chris Godwin in the slot, just absolute monster. And then you put Russell Gage, you move him around, and he had an 88 uh, PFF gra- receiving grade last year. I mean, it was really solid. This guy gets really good grades. He does things really well. Had 750, uh, 770 receiving yards last year, 786 the year before. So I could I could see him in, in improving upon that. And, and the cool thing is, Carter, because he was drafted in the sixth round in 2018, he didn't get printed in a whole lot. No, no, no. He does not have – very many rookie cards. But one thing he does have that looks incredible is a rookie ticket auto. Um, and and uh, I'm, I'm actually looking at him right now. So you just, <laughs> I'm curious to hear your thoughts. I'm got, I got to go look at something real quick. Oh, no, go on ahead, baby. No, I'm all in. I'm all in. I, you know, you know, I'm anything you say, I believe other than what was, what was the thing that I disagreed with you with a few I don't even remember, but you know how I feel about those rookie ticket autos, baby. You know it. I freaking love the design, and I am a sucker for the you know the throwback design of the rookie ticket auto. So uh, my hobby tip of the week is uh, pretty simple. I don't like clearly Donruss. That's just an opinion. Even though it's not even out yet, I'm just I just don't like that product. I don't like the idea of doing that, but. Uh, my hobby tip of the week is going to actually be pretty simple. Just treat everyone with kindness. That, that's it. You know, once again, I just see all this mudslinging in the hobby. And my second tip is I see people getting duped by the reprint thing again. Be freaking careful. eBay listings are oftentimes meant to mislead. Also, to add on top of your game-worn, game-used, as an experienced game-used jersey uniform guy, I've been burned on this before, just because a listing says game-used or game-worn, go look at the back of the card and check to see if it says player-worn or game-worn. There is a huge difference. So if we're talking about game-worn and player-worn uniforms, Make sure you look at the back of the card and check to see what actually type of patch it is. Uh, once again, that's pretty straightforward. It's going to be an extremely small print, but if you are buying that type of card, make sure you check it. Something else that I really like about some of the older designs of the game-worn, player-worn thing, Andy, is sometimes it'll say it on the front of the card, which is even better when you see on the front of the card game-worn uniform. It'll say it right next to the patch on some of it. That's what my Drew Brees I just bought said. So uh, something to keep in mind as well. Now, Andy, it's time for play of the week. So I'm gonna I'm gonna parlay off of the the Russell Gage news and talk about a guy that we have not heard news on, and he's another LSU Tiger. He's currently a free agent. However, he played on the Buccaneers 
uh, last year. He played on the Buccaneers in 2020. He garnered the nickname Lombardi Lenny. Oh. We have not heard a peep from Lenny in this free agency. However, Lenny had incredible metrics across the board, over 1,200 all-purpose yards between um, rushing and receiving. He he actually had some of the highest route runs. He had a top 10 target share in the NFL, one of Tom Brady's favorite targets on the team with like an 18% target share. It, it was pretty incredible when I looked at his receiving statistics with Tom Brady. Um, so I know, I know that Tom Brady loves him some Leonard Fournette, and I haven't heard a peep. So this, to me, I think speculation that they're working on a, a contract, a one-year contract to bring Leonard Fournette back to Tampa to play one more year with Tom Brady. What do you think about that, Carter? Oh, I would love it. Uh, even though, you know, I'm I'm a Saints guy, and my dream would, to, would be to see a New Orleans legend play for the Saints. So obviously, you know, Tyron Matthew going to the Saints, Leonard Fournette going to the Saints, but I do think you're right. I, I see him back with the Buccaneers as well. And once again, I gave you my most valuable Leonard Fournette card, so I hate you as far as Leonard Fournette. Uh, still, I, I love it, man. I do. I, I'm a big Lenny guy, big personality, big-time player, obviously a huge name, even though his career hasn't necessarily matched his name still. Lombardi Lenny, baby. It just rolls off the tongue really beautifully as well. So Fournette, he's not going to be a Hall of Famer, uh, but still it would be a very interesting buy. And what I would do, Andy, to counter that is give you a different play of the week. And look, I go back to DJ Chark. He's going to go to a contender. I have a tough time believing he is going to go to a bad team. This is a guy who is only 25 years of age and a guy that has that one asset that everybody is looking for from a free agent wide receiver, and that's the ability to stretch the field. And I understand that Jarvis Landry is like, you know, the better receiver, but Jarvis Landry is not a deep threat. Now, I like Jarvis Landry better than I do DJ Chark, but still, that is, you know, an absolutely critical asset. And to go even one step further as far as a wide receiver is concerned, Michael Thomas. Look, I understand Michael Thomas. I thought I was wearing my Michael Thomas shirt. I'm actually wearing my Kamara shirt today. Uh, The Saints are going to do something at quarterback, right? And if Deshaun Watson lands with the... Saints, Michael Thomas cards are going to go through the mother effing roof, okay? It's that simple, okay? And if I, I was seeing a Michael Thomas one-of-one one rookie patch auto going for 200 bucks just a few weeks ago, and I almost bought it. I'm a big Michael Thomas believer. I don't care if you want to call him slant boy. I don't care if you want to call him whatever. When he played... He was one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, a legendary fantasy wide receiver, if you will. People like to buy cards of people that they love. And you saw what happened, Andy, last year with Cooper Cup cards, right? I'm sure a lot of people that were buying Cooper Cup cards were partially buying them because Cooper Cup was the number one player that was on teams that won fantasy football leagues last year. So I think Michael Thomas can get close back to that level 
and is, especially if the Saints find a way to get Deshaun Watson, which I don't think is actually going to happen, but it can. So I, I think Michael Thomas is someone that you should really look at right now. Yeah, top 10 wide receiver since his rookie year. Number one wide receiver in 2019. And I've invested in him uh, in the past couple of months. His price has got very cheap. I was able to get some nice cards. Obviously not done yet, right, with that elongated uh, production curve for wide receivers. Um, what would you say if I told you that DJ Chark has already signed with the team? You didn't mention who he signed with and maybe – Maybe didn't maybe didn't catch that, but would you still like him if he played for the Detroit Lions? Wait, is that where he signed? He signed with the Detroit Lions, so one year. No, deal. he did not. Yeah, he did, man. When did that happen? It it was late. It was late yesterday. It was late oh. yesterday, or or maybe even this morning. Uh, you can see the tweet from Pride of Detroit this morning. Oh my um, bad. I had the, no. I, I had no idea. I I had Ian Rappaport pulled up. I thought for sure. Uh, that I that I would have had the thing. So he's not with the contender, and he goes to one of the worst teams uh, in one year, $10 million. Yeah, Ian Rappaport did tweet it out. So there you go. So maybe I was wrong about DJ Chark. Going that, was, that was this morning. Huh? 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 Well, yeah, it was, I missed it. So everything I said was wrong. I thought for sure he was going to – a contender. So that's the thing. Uh, I mean, with Jared Goff, yeah, I don't think he can be really relevant there. Uh, especially with Thomon Ross St. Brown and Hawkinson there demanding targets. We'll see. God, going from the Jaguars to the Lions, really? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's wow. It's, um, that's an interesting shift for him. That's not uh, uh, the greatest move you we were hoping for. However, I mean, we're still seeing demand. Like these are all buy it now sales today and yesterday. Uh, just we're not going to see now unless he goes out and hey, you know, th- they're going to really improve that team. The Lions got a lot of draft capital, a lot of uh, ca- salary cap space, and they're they're taking big steps forward. I'm a big fan of Dan Campbell. Uh, I think he's got a lot of, of pride. He's got some good leadership skills. Maybe they could bring the best out of these young these young guys, these young playmakers. Jared Goff can throw the ball. I feel like an bit. idiot, though. I feel like a total idiot. I don't know how I missed it. I really looked, and I was like, wait. I thought for sure he hadn't signed yet, but I'm an idiot. I probably should have looked that up a little bit more specifically. So hopefully no one hates me for the end of time. But Russell Gage should have been the LSU receiver he should have bought. But – then again, it is what it is. Go get Michael Thomas instead. And it was a fun episode instead of, you know, besides me being an absolute idiot there. Hopefully you don't replace me. Hopefully you don't go like, hey, I can't have someone that, that does that. I can't have someone that just misses out on, on something like that before the episode. So I apologize. No, I can't. Re- I can't replace you, man. You're, you're a great co-host. And... and- Dude, I've got. I just purchased a card last night that I, I'm. Go- I can't wait to troll you with because it's a it's a collegiate card. But wait till you see it. It's gonna be like nothing you've ever seen. I can't wait to share it. Hopefully, I could share it on the next episode, and uh, I'll be able to mess with you a little bit about it. 
Best way to get in contact with us, we are on Twitter, but the best thing to do, patreon.com slash football cards. You can join for six bucks a month. You get all our plays. You get all the information, uh, all that good stuff. So make sure you check it out. Andy, until next week, my friend, we'll chat soon. Yeah, don't forget to leave us five-star review, guys, on iTunes and Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. Boom. Peace. Peace.